You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. And yes, I am your host, Rick Franzi. And boy, do we have a good show planned for you. Why? Because as you can see on the screen, Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan are our guests today. Michael and Bonnie, welcome to the program. So happy to be back with you, Rick. Yeah, it's been a while, Rick. It has been a while. And we don't have a lot of returning guests here on Critical Mass Radio Show. But these two, I just had to have them back because you guys have been very busy. And I wonder if you could bring my audience up to date with what you're doing now, you two entrepreneurs. Well, we love talking about entrepreneurship. So we've been actually talking with students and people that are starting businesses throughout the world. Yeah, and we actually spoke at uh, Oxford and uh, Cambridge uh, last summer and uh, also at UCI down in your neighborhood. Uh-huh. So, uh, But what's interesting is that as we speak to these groups of students uh, and, and business people about business, we notice that as they walk in, they're wearing earbuds, just like you are right now. And so, you know, about five years ago, it seemed like everybody was wearing earbuds. And we said, what is going on? This is an explosion. So we asked him, what are you listening to? You know, is it hip hop? Is it rock? You know, <laughs> he said, no, no, no. I'm, I'm listening to a podcast on how to improve my business. Right. Wow. And a woman says, well, I'm listening to War and Peace, the damn thing so long, I can't sit still for it. We looked at each other and we said, you know, that's interesting. Can't sit still. They're talking about a mobile on-demand audio program. Maybe we should do this with our New York Times bestseller, The Barefoot Spirit. So what did we do? So we took the book that was written as a paperback and we gave it to a Hollywood production group of actors and they put it into a audio production for us. And it's not just read, but we have various actors playing the different parts. We had an original sound score, original music. We had sound effects. And it is fun. It just brought the whole thing to life. It's it's a, a delightful production. And so we entered it. There's a, um, there's a contest that's put on by the Audiobook Publishers Association called the Audi Awards. It's like the Oscars, only yeah. it's the Audis. Yeah. Sounds great. So we entered it, and we were one of the top five uh, audiobooks in the business audiobook category for the Barefoot Spirit. And we've just come out with a, a new one that we're going to talk to you about a little in a little bit, and we've applied for that as well. So um, we call it Business Audio Theater, B-A-T. Yeah, BAT. So the idea here is let's do something fun with business. Let's make it exciting. Let's make it a cliffhanger. Let's make it an adventure because it really is. You know, I mean. Starting a business. You're facing. You bet. That's an adventure. Incredible challenges. <laughs> and so our idea is if we can take the listener with us on a journey, they're more likely to identify with our principles, our story, our challenges. So our whole idea here is to create business audio theater, not just for ourselves, but now for other founders and other businesses. 
you two are so creative as entrepreneurs. You decided to do an audio book, but you didn't want to do just an audio business audio book, did you? You wanted to tell your story. And I wonder, because you got me curious now, ha do you happen to have any samples of what business audio theater sounds like that we might listen to here on the show? Well, as a matter of fact, we do. And uh, <laughs> we're going to play one for you right now. And this is coming from the this is coming from the Barefoot Spirit, How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart Built America's Number One Wine Brand. And this is the scene where <laughs> we go into the office of the largest supermarket buyer in California and give him what he told us he wanted, and he basically kicks us out. I'll just tell you, uh, we're lucky to have the late Ed Asner playing the part of the snarky supermarket buyer. I thought that voice was familiar. So, so what's yes, what's interesting is. is we're we're not just we're not just telling the audience about our story. We're actually bringing them in like a fly on the wall so they can watch it and witness it. But it's a whole lot less expensive than video and it's certainly more mobile and on demand when it's in an audio format. And so, telling stories is much more memorable than trying to memorize a list of do's and don'ts. And these are my business principles. <laughs> yeah. Story has been around as long as people have. Okay. And that's how we communicate. And that's how we create memories. That's what makes it memorable is right. we create that memory in our mind because in audio, we create our own pictures in our mind. And that allows us to be part of the story. Well, right, because like we're grabbing the props from our own memory. So we're participating when we listen to a story. Yeah, and, and it feels video, like you take people into the moment too. It's where you're present as a participant, as I think you said, a speck on the wall or a fly on the wall. So it's much more uh, engaging as well as I would think. Uh, Let's see if we can play it now. Can't buy this. Nobody knows this brand. Nobody's ever seen or heard of Barefoot. It's everything you asked for. Yeah? So what? That doesn't matter. No one's going to buy something they never heard of. You got to advertise it. If you're willing to spend $1 million on TV ads, Jeez. I'll buy it from you. We don't have that kind of advertising budget. In truth, they had no advertising budget. There wasn't $100 for ads. Then you got to go make a name for yourself. You got to go sell it to every mom and pop store in every corner till everyone knows what Barefoot is. Michael felt like he just got hit by a brick. That'll take years. <laughs> well, Hulan, you better get started. <laughs> and that's what he said. So you better get started. So you'll notice that, in, like I said, instead of it being told to you, you're actually experiencing it. And you also notice that boom, 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 the music that's happening in the background mm -hmm. is uh, kind of adding to the drama, right? You know, like the shark is coming. Uh, and so here, you know, you have this great idea. You give the buyer exactly what he wants and he tells you, I need $2 million in advertising and you don't have it. So you run into this brick wall. See, and this is part of entrepreneurship. Every successful entrepreneurship has hit about 80 brick walls. So uh, let's listen to another one. Uh, this one here is a little more lively. This is uh, 
a, a good example of uh, how to treat your customers. What's the name of it? This one is called The Party Scene. <laughs> Hi, my Let's name is Randy. Now. I'm from Barefoot Wine. The barefoot guy. How good was that? A salesman returning a phone call got turned into a superhero. It also got him the permanent nickname, the barefoot guy. I just called to say, I'm glad to hear you're having a good time. Thanks for drinking barefoot. Hey, everyone, he said, thanks for drinking barefoot. People at that Chicago party started cheering. Randy could hear the whoops and yays. Oh, we love you. That doesn't sound particularly groundbreaking in this current hyper-connected world when making personal connections is a mainstream business tactic, but it was new then, and it came from thinking the way any business needs to think. So there's a, a clip that really demonstrates the relationship between the salesperson and the customer, treating the customer like a real human being and becoming a superhero as a result. So this is kind of like a business principle that you want to uh, you want to convey to your people. So imagine using this tool, say in HR, for various different purposes within the company training examples, for instance. So then what happened is we became successful with the Barefoot Spirit, and the audio book is for sale on Amazon and everywhere, everywhere. else, the Barefoot Spirit. Um, and highly recommend that people listen to it. Love to hear what your take is on it. And so then we got approached by another gentleman who's actually a doctor. He, he worked for Harvard and he was a teacher, a whole different world. And what he's doing is he's revolutionizing telemedicine, but he's doing it in 2004, 2005, 2006, when we really have very crude technology compared to what we have today. And so he gets off on the wrong foot. You know, he thinks that he's going to create this uh, device that's going to be able to look at people's brains in an ambulance. But he finds out that there's competition that's already way ahead of him. So the whole group is sitting around in the conference room trying to figure out what, the, what they're going to do. And here comes the financier of the company walks in with a newspaper. Let's run that clip. It's, called, it's from our audiobook, The Brain Savers. That's it, guys. That's our new business. This is something we can do that Neurologica can't. Thank you, Lee. What? Please don't tell me we're going to become an ambulance company. Hospital CEOs and CFOs around the state are gnashing their teeth right now. They're about to lose a lot of ambulance traffic. And that's a pretty lucrative part of their operations. Right. They're feeling screwed right now. They have no way to fix this that isn't way beyond their means. And that affects us... How? We're going to give them the expert neurologist they need, or at least 24-7 access to ones. We'll do it with technology. We'll use the telemedicine model that Lee started and scale it so we can bring neurologists right into the emergency room. How exactly will that work? Exactly? We're going to have to figure out the exactly part. <laughs> and so, again, again, that, that's how it really goes in entrepreneurship. 
And uh, the, this team worked really hard. As I said, they had to overcome a lot of technological hurdles. There were certain kinds of technology that hadn't been invented yet that they mm -hmm. needed. And then when things started moving in technology, they moved so fast, things were obsolete like overnight. But mm -hmm. people forget that back in 2005, 2006, we had a big revolution. So uh, let's run this next clip. It's a little bit humorous. These are This is a security guard from a hospital who stopped this team that was drilling a hole in the wall to put a wire through the wall so that they could be hooked up to a computer to perform uh, uh, medical services off premise. And so let, let's run this clip. Hey, it's you guys again. Didn't I see you here last month? Now what's going on? Yeah, 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 I'm back. I'm pulling out the T1 line and patching up your hospital. I wish they could make up their minds. But you just put it in last month. Now you're taking it out? I know. I know. But now they say it's obsolete. Obsolete? They got this uh, new thing that does it all from practically anywhere. They call it a broadband. Broadband, huh? That fast? You know, I got my daughter this new cell phone for Christmas, and now she wants a new one. She says it's obsolete already. I don't know what's going on here with this technology, but this is getting downright scary. <laughs> At least the nets are consistent. Yeah, sure they are. They're getting second place. <laughs> <laughs> Forget, Forget about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you can see, this is a entertaining, humorous way to convey to the audience that this is a time of like massive technological breakthroughs where things are obsolete, like within a year after you buy them. I mean, we still have that to some degree, but things have calmed down since those days. And it was those breakthroughs that made telemedicine as we know it today possible. So, uh, so I need you to help me to understand Bonnie and Michael, who do you think, or are you finding are interested in working together with you to create business audio theater? I think any founder that's been in business for three to five years or more, and anyone that's got 20 employees or more understands that it's very difficult to get the right people on board. And it can be even more difficult to get them to stay with you and to understand your business principles. So we're looking for founders that don't have time any longer to tell everyone they hire their business philosophies and what got them to the point in the business where they're at. So they can save a lot of time by putting their ideas, giving our, their ideas to us in story form, and we create an audio production for them so they can share this with their employees before onboarding. It would be for retention. It would be for engagement. And um, because there's so many people that have been quitting their jobs lately, mm -hmm. that's really the, the highest expense that any company has. And it's a hidden expense is turnover. So this reduces turnover. When we started the show, I thought possibly BAT, as you call it, Business Audio Theater, would be for people who are authors who've written a book, but you've expanded my thinking to look at 
founders of companies who want to tell their story. Is That sounds like a powerful way to differentiate their company, not only in the minds of the marketplace, but maybe equally or more importantly, in the minds of their employees or would-be employees. Is that what you're finding? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, it could be used on their website. So their suppliers and their buyers can uh, be more aware of what the company stands for. We all want to give our money and make purpose purchases from companies that have the same kind of uh, core beliefs that we have, right? So how do you find out about a company's core beliefs? You can go on their website and hear the founder's story. It would really also tell me if you agree, but I could see this for family businesses that have been around oh, yeah. for generations to go back to when maybe grandma and grandpa started the company and teach Definitely. people about the history of the company. Yes. It's a legacy. Yes. It preserves a founder's legacy and their business principles. So those things aren't lost. Those are very precious. The history of a business, the mom and pop that started the business their philosophies, they're not going to be around forever, but this audio production will. So what does a typical production, what's it take? What does it look like? I'm sure when you first did this for your book, you had to figure this all out because this was the first time through the barrel. But now that you've done it several times, for someone who might be interested, what, what does that process look like? Well, first of all, we have to get the founder to sit down with us if they don't have a book. If they have a book that is a biographic book, we can adapt it. But mm -hmm. we'd rather just work directly with the founder, pull out the seminal scenes in the story arch of their humble beginnings, because that's what people are going to identify with. They see this big company, but they don't realize, you know, like John Shen says, you got to cross the, the swamp, right? <laughs> and so that's that's this about the, the, the swap. And so once we get that down, then the next phase is to write it into a play. Okay, so this isn't heavy on narration, it's heavy on dialogue. So all the discovery happens through conversations, just like, you know, crime scene uh, shows you see on TV, the cops are riding in the car, and that's how you find out that Louie in the lab is kind of uh, loose with the evidence. So, so then the next step, of course, is uh, taking it to Hollywood and uh, finding those actors and actresses that are the sound, they have the voice, they have the intonation, they, they have the accent of the person who's speaking in the character. So we already defined who the main characters are. Mm -hmm. Then we go to actual production in Hollywood where we produce it, just like a movie, only without video. And so... Then the author, then then the uh, the founder has to approve each segment as it's done, and when we're done, we typically have a three-hour production broken down into half-hour segments. Uh, as you know, twenty-five minutes is the is the uh, the, the the favored time these days that people want to listen to something, so they can listen to it on their way to work or when they're running errands. Boy, it just seems to me that this is a powerful tool to build culture because it it makes the history of the company come alive and relatable. And to your point of how we started this, people are consuming so much content from an audio perspective. This gives people 
information the way they want to consume it in this day and age, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. And it's not only getting information, but it's fun. It's a fun story. So people want to hear more. And because it's in story form, they'll remember it better. And it's it's produced like a cliffhanger too, you know, so you don't know if the guy's really or the gal's really going to make it, right? You have to tune in to the next segment to find out. Well, I know everything you two do that I'm aware of is enjoyable. And I think it's sort of your your karma is to make things lively and enjoyable. The story of Barefoot is certainly that story. And also you're successful entrepreneurs, so you know how to craft a message that resonates. Yeah. And I think that's really helpful for people who this might feel like for a founder or for an entrepreneur of a family business or a business that has a has a history they want to share. This might feel daunting. But my sense is with your background experience and ability working with you to do this probably really reduces the burden on the company and the founder to get the final product to be something that meets or exceeds their expectations. Exactly. Very well put, Rick. I appreciate that. Thank you. And it's going to be fun for the founder as well. We'll walk that person right through each process. They have approval as we go along before we take the next step. And they're working with Bonnie and Michael. And if it's not (laughs) fun, we're not doing it. No, exactly. So if someone would like to learn more about business audio theater and connect with you two what do you where do you suggest they go what should they do www.barefoot excuse me, i'm going to give you my old one business <laughs> old habits. business audio theater.com www.businessaudiotheater.com is the way yes. they'll, they'll they'll learn more. There's samples, obviously, of, of the audio oh, yeah. clips, like the great yes. stuff you there's shared samples, with us There's samples. There's ways to get in contact with us. Uh, they can see comments from other people. Uh, we have some great quotes from people in the HR industry that say this is a great training platform. Uh, so uh, as Bonnie said, you know, it's, it's used as a recruiting tool, uh, an onboarding tool, and an engagement tool. I really don't know of anything else like this that's out there. Frankly. We haven't seen it yet, but once you know, again, we're pioneers. <laughs> once again, right. right? The way the mind works, right? I love it when an entrepreneur has a need, as you guys did for your book. You create something, and you realize there's many other people that could benefit from what you've just learned how to do and done. Yes, and we love talking to founders. A lot of the business principles that we had in our company, other business founders share. So we understand them. It's just a matter of telling their story, how they used and and learned this business principle and how they apply it in their own companies. Well, I I think this would work for someone who's looking to put together another round of investment. I mean, I I, I see this as a way to get investors excited about the company and the brand. Yes, absolutely. Oh, or sure. if they're selling stock in their company. It's not every day people get this. And so it's different. So it causes people to pay attention, which is, as you guys know, how hard it is to get people to pay attention to your brand. You got to entertain them, right? Yeah. yeah. You got to be different, time. as you guys did with Barefoot. Well, 
This is why, ladies and gentlemen, at the top of the show, I said we were going to have a great conversation today because I know these two and they always deliver great insight and advice. And I'm so excited for them to have another entrepreneurial venture to go off and help other entrepreneurs now to tell their story. I want to thank you two for giving a little bit of my your time to my audience today. It's been great. Thanks for always having us. Our pleasure. Our pleasure, Rick. I'd like to thank the audience. You're a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. <clears throat> Michael and Bonnie's episode, part of our catalog now, over 1,400 interviews in it over the years. Would love to speak with you if you're an Orange, Orange County entrepreneur and you have a story to tell. I'm Rick Franzi. That's R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I on LinkedIn. Check me out. Or my website, coincidentally, is rickfranzi.com. Be happy to talk with you. Haley and I can get you scheduled to be on the show, the show that Michael and Bonnie were on. There you go. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I truly hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.